Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network on Yahoo Sports Radio. Our next guest is not only one of the great coaches in NFL history and Hall of Fame finalist, but a longtime friend of ours. Tony Dungy coached the Tampa Bay Bucks to an NFC title game without a quarterback before taking the Indianapolis Colts to a Super Bowl championship with a quarterback. What's more, he won 66% of his games, which makes him the sixth winningest coach of all time behind five Hall of Famers, Lombardi, Shula, Hallis, Madden, and George Allen. Today, he sits in the NBC studio as an analyst for Football Night in America, when, of course, he's not with us. Tony was one of our first guests on the show, and guys, I think he was our first guest on the yeah, show. Sure. Anyway, it's a pleasure, a pleasure to have you back, stranger. Thanks, Tony. Well, thank you. It's always good to be back since we can't get together at the Combine anymore. You guys don't come. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nice True. Those guys... Tony, those guys don't care like you and I do. I know. We're the only ones that care about football anymore. <laughs> hey, Tony, let's let's start with the Hall of Fame. You made the cut to 10 for the class of 2015 in your second visit to the finals, which was a huge step. How much thought have you given to the Hall of Fame over these last 11 months, and what would a gold jacket mean to you? You know, it's funny. You really don't think about it that much, but when, when I did make it last year to the final 10, then you start to think, you know what, th- this might happen and how, how special it would be. Uh, coming up in, in the coaching ranks, and, and, you know, I played for Chuck Noll and Bill Walsh. So to me, that's what you think of when you, you think of Hall of Fame. And it's just hard for me to even fathom being in that conversation, uh, having watched those guys work. So it would be very, very special. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. You were uh... – Lucky, Tony, to leave the NFL on top. You retired you in a 12-4 season. Uh, most guys aren't that lucky, like my pal Tom Coughlin right now. Uh, you know, they don't leave the NFL that way. Six head coaches have already been uh, dismissed since the start of the 2015 season. The Browns are looking for their third head coach in four years. The Titans are looking for their third head coach in five years. And the Raiders have had eight head coaches in the last 15 years. Do you have any advice for these owners on how they should be handling these situations? It's funny. Ron, you ask them, and, and I've talked to owners. People, they, they call me, and what do you think about this person or that person? And I tell everybody that I talk to in the hiring business, go talk to Dan Rooney and do what he does. It, it's a pretty simple formula. Figure out what kind of team you want to have, and then look for the coach that fits that. And don't worry about what people think, what I think, what writers think, what fans think. Get the person that you're comfortable with that's going to deliver the type of team you want and then stick with them. It, it's not that hard, but I think they get so enamored with, is this going to be a popular choice? Is this guy going to be effective? We need to you know, settle our quarterback situation. We, we've got all these other agendas, and it's not about that at all. It's about who can lead your team in the way that you, you want it. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Philadelphia now and hearing all this stuff about Chip Kelly that – well, we need uh, somebody who's more people-friendly and gets along with people and can bring the building together. Well, if you knew that in the first place, if that's what you wanted, then maybe that wasn't the guy to hire. So uh, it, it just doesn't seem like that hard a process to me. Yeah, speaking of Philadelphia, Tony, it seems to me if that's the case, somebody didn't do his homework because that's the criticism now. Why didn't they know that three years ago? Well, they could have they could have talked to my son, Eric, who played out there for four <laughs> years and would have told them, if you want an offensive genius that can move people around, that's Chip Kelly. If you're looking for somebody to make everybody warm and fuzzy, 
it, that's not him. <laughs> and so it's not that hard to do that kind of research and figure out what you want. We're speaking with former coach Tony Dungy, who is warm and fuzzy, by the way, on the Talk of Fame Network. And, and Tony, you've seen the best teams play every Sunday night uh, all season long on NBC. So if you can, clue us in. Who exactly are the best teams? In other words, who should we be watching out for in the playoffs? Well, I think that's why this is going to be a great playoff season because there is no one dominant team or, the, or no two dominant teams. In the past, you could say, boy, you know, nobody's going to go into New England and beat New England and Foxborough. Uh, but I don't think we have that kind of situation. I, I think the two best teams right now, AFC, Believe it or not, I like Kansas City. I think they're playing with the most momentum, the most confidence. They're probably the most complete team right now and flying a little bit under the radar. And despite what happened last week, I think Arizona still has the most complete team in the NFC. Now, that doesn't mean those two teams are going to get there because, as we've seen, everybody can have off days and the teams are so close. But if I had to squander – 50 cents and bet 50 cents on, on the playoffs. Those would be the teams I would pick. Tony, you saw both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning up close from the sideline in their primes. Now, that was a decade ago. What do you see when you watch those two quarterbacks now? You know, they're, they're not the same, but in some ways they're, they're a little bit better. Both of those guys had phenomenal touch, phenomenal accuracy. They were just so on top of the game, and they're very competitive. I don't think either guy throws the same way they did 10 years ago. They don't move the same way they did, but they know the game so well. They're so confident, and they get that across to people. Uh, what Tom Brady's done this year with that revolving cast of receivers and that offensive line, it's miraculous that they've won 12 games. And then you saw Peyton Manning come in last week, hadn't played in six weeks. Uh, the energy that he brought to that stadium, that he brought to the team, the very first drive, the blitz that, that Brock Osweiler got hit in the back with. He recognized the audibles to a run away from the blitz for a 20-yard gain. Those are the things that those guys do. They have such command of the game now. They can still be effective even if their skills have diminished from when they were at the top of their game. You've always been at heart, I think, a defensive guy, like our, uh, my pal the Goose. Uh, you played on a defense that uh, could and did win championships, the Steel Curtain of the, of the 70s uh, when I was out with the Raiders. Can defense still win championships in today's pass-happy NFL? I think defense can, can win one. You can get on a run and win with defense. You know, Seattle certainly won their championship with, with defense when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, Russell Wilson was just coming on, and, and they had some explosiveness with Percy Harvin, but they weren't a great offensive team. We saw the Ravens do it. The Giants really won with, with defense the year that they won it. But it, it's hard to win consistently in this league now without that quarterback who, who can make those plays. Um, you, you better be so dominant on defense. And I, I don't know that we'll see a, a situation like that where the Ravens put together just such a dominant defense. I, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. You, you can maybe get on a run and win one, but I don't think you can win consistently without that great quarterback. We're speaking with former coach Tony Dungy on the Talk of Fame Network. And Tony, speaking of defense, the NFL's been on the defensive lately about this uh, new movie, Concussion. There's been a lot of buzz about it. I, I understand you haven't seen it, uh, and that's fine. But I want to ask you, um, you certainly have seen the concussion protocol change from the time you played through the end of your coaching career. That's my guess. Um, how much of a leap was it? Yeah, the, the, 
football has gotten a lot better. And it's, you know, there are going to be dangers and there are going to be head blows and, and it's never going to be 100% safe. But I just think we're doing things so much differently and so much better. Uh, I can remember my junior year in college, uh, uh, third down play, big third down play. I'm playing quarterback at University of Minnesota, scramble and dive for the first down, get it, get knocked cold and come out for one play. And and they ask you, do you know where you are and what's the score? And that, that was basically <laughs> it. I went back in the game, uh, went the next drive, and I am yelling at the referee. We're punting the ball. The punt team's coming on. You're cheating us. You're cheating us. What happened to third down? We only ran two <laughs> plays. And my, my guys are looking at me like I'm nuts. And then I go in the film session the next day and see a play that I, I didn't remember, had no idea what was going on, but I was able to answer that question, what's the score, I'm in Memorial Stadium, the whole thing. That, that's all we knew about it in the 70s. And it was like that uh, my, my second year with Pittsburgh. I got knocked out in the game against Buffalo. And it was a preseason game, so they didn't put me back in, but there was no, you know, the trainers didn't even talk to you. There was no protocol involved. Well, now fast forward, you know, to my last couple of years coaching and I've got guys begging me I'm ready to go believe me I feel great coach put me back in doctors won't let me go I had many many players uh, that had to sit out a week had to sit out two weeks that would come to me and they weren't allowed to play and the baseline testing all of those things better helmets mouthpieces uh, my trainer in Tampa Todd Torcelli just was on me all the time get these guys to wear their mouthpiece in practice so knock the concussions down quite a bit, wear the right type of helmet, buckle the chin straps, all those things that we took for granted years ago when I played, um, those, those are things we know are important now. And we've made strides. Is it perfect? No, but uh, definitely making strides and, and much better than it was. Tony, if you could take that 50 cents you won in your playoff bet <laughs> and, and pay to watch <laughs> any player in today's NFL who would it be? Wow, there, there are some guys. I, I love the offensive skill positions. Antonio Brown just amazes me in, in what he's able to do with people knowing that he's going to get the ball, much like Marvin Harrison when I had him, that you know you've got to figure out a way to stop. And this guy's catching 13, 14, 15 balls a game and really doing it and making it look so easy. Uh, I would love to, to watch him, and I do love to watch him. On the other side of the ball, J.J. Uh, Watt, when he's healthy now that he's got his hands going, moving around different spots, hustling, using that big athletic body and making himself hard to block, those are two guys that I, I could watch week in and week out. Same question, Tony, if pay to watch any player from any NFL era. They'll go back in the Wayback Machine if you'd like. Who would that wow. player be? You know, I didn't see Jim Brown that much, and my dad always talked about him. I saw him at the tail end of his career when I was really, really young, and uh, just listening to my dad say this, this is the greatest player ever. But uh, from my memory, watching Gale Sayers, and I didn't get to see him enough because of the injury, but he was so special and so elusive and just wonderful to watch. Uh, I, I would love to, to see more of Gale Sayers in his prime. That'd be the one guy that I, I'd love to see. I was going to say Barry Sanders, but I saw too much of him. <laughs> I don't need to see any more Barry Sanders, but he was in the same category. Hey, Tony, we, we've got about a minute left, or about 45 seconds. I'm going to ask you, since we're on the history class lesson, uh, same thing. Uh, you have one quarterback from any era. So we're doing history. One quarterback from any era. I'm asking you to coach my team. Who's that quarterback you take? Well, I'm taking Peyton Manning just because of 
what he is able to do and the way that he works and the way he makes his other players better, how he studies, everything he puts into it, being a leader, and then the throws that, that he could make. Um, that's the guy I want if I'm starting a team from all the guys that I've played against coached against or played with, um, I would take Peyton. Hey, Tony, uh, we're taking you, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> hey, thanks for the time. Again, thanks for the time. I understand when the season's over, as a matter of fact, you're going to move into Rick's seat here, so we'll see you then. <laughs> well, I would love to. We, we need to get together sometime to, to rehash some old times. It's always good to be with you guys. You got thanks, it, Tony. Tony, right. Tony thanks, thanks so much. Thanks, Tony. That was former coach Tony Dungy. Up next, the first of our 2016 residential debates. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. 